Welcome to the sermon podcast of Damascus Road Church. For more information about Damascus Road Church, go to damascusroadonline.com. People actually recognize, if you start to look into the crucifixion, if you look into who Jesus was, what, he was, what was going on to him, that that is the coronation of King Jesus. Well, we expect King Jesus to come riding in on a white horse, declaring victory and like destroying all of his enemies. He has something very different in mind, that he is coming riding in, he is destroying his enemies, but it's a very, very, very different enemy than uh, the earthly enemy that we recognize as Jesus is beaten, as he's mocked, as the crown of thorns is put on his head. This is King Jesus being coronated. And as he hangs on the cross, this is our king in full display. And this is our king defeating his enemies. And so we celebrate, we celebrate the death of Christ. We recognize that without, without his death, we have a debt that we cannot pay. It rests on our shoulders and nothing we ever do, no matter how good we are, no matter how much we build up in our lives of success or trying to please God, it doesn't matter. It's empty. Jesus' death pays our debt. We also celebrate the resurrection because without the resurrection, Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15, if Jesus didn't actually really historically rise from the dead, it's not a metaphor. It's not a principle. If he didn't actually really rise from the dead, then we are still in our sin. And Christians are to be pitied more than anybody else. That is, it took the death and the resurrection of Jesus for our debt to be paid and for us to come into new life, for our old life to die, for our death to die, and to be raised up in new life. And something explosive is going on. The gospel writers knew something explosive was happening. We read on Friday night in Mark, Mark 15, 37. At the, end, at the end of his life, Mark records, Jesus uttered a loud cry and breathed his last. And the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. There is a spiritual reality taking place, a change, a shift in what is happening in that God is removing the separation. As we, as we destroyed our communion with God, we destroyed our relationship with God, we all walk around separated. I heard a definition of death this week to say the most profound, focused idea of death, the, the most, the sharpest, the clearest definition of death is our separation in relationship from God. Without that, we are, we are dead. So we walk around dead, living but not really. And Mark says he breathed his last and the curtain was torn from top to bottom. There is a spiritual reality happening. And Matthew, Matthew takes it even farther. In his uh, record of what's going on, Matthew says in Matthew 27, starting in verse 50, And Jesus cried out again with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit. And behold, the curtain of the temple was torn in two. We've talked about that. Mark records that, and he goes on, Matthew does. It says, it was torn in two from top to bottom, and the earth shook, and the rocks were split. The tombs were also opened, and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised, and coming out of the tombs after his resurrection, 
resurrection. They went into the holy city and appeared to many. This is explosive. This isn't just a physical shift. When the king dies, the earth trembles, right? When Jesus breathes his last breath, the earth can't stand it. And our, our, the physical creation responds. The earth shakes. And the one who created the rocks, the one who holds the earth in his hand and could squeeze them, could, could split them with his hands, the rocks split open. And death is beginning to be undone. People who have died at the death of Christ, there is such an eruption that the dead are shocked back into life. This is not a metaphor. This happened. History, history hinges on the death and then the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Our spiritual, our spiritual reality is changed when he dies, when he takes on our death. And the world around us shifts and recognizes the importance of what is going on. Jesus is alive. The grave, the grave doesn't win. His death bought our freedom and his life gives us new life. And we talked through the series in Colossians. Jesus is greater than. And on Easter morning, we celebrate that Jesus is greater than even death itself. He's greater than any any list of accomplishments we could build up. He's greater than any identity we could make for ourselves, greater than any um, attaboy, girl, any deep thinking that we could uh, pretend to think we are so smart. Jesus is greater than that, and he's greater than the world's most powerful enemy. The enemy that wins in every single person's life is death. And Jesus is greater than even death itself. And his death, begins death's undoing. Colossians 3.1, the story continues. If, if Jesus is raised, and that's not an if, right? That's a, that's a rhetorical way of saying something. Paul starts to point to Colossians to say, let's, let's not only recognize the death of Jesus and the life of Jesus, Let's recognize that something is going on in us as well. In Colossians 2.20, it says, the ESV translation says, if with Christ you died, Christ died, and we in Christ also die. The New International Version, the New Living Version says, since you died with Christ. There's not, there's not an if to people who are in Christ. The if is, are you in Christ? If you're in Christ, then it becomes a sense. Since you died, why are you still submitting to the world? Why are you still submitting to all the rules and the regulations and the condemnation that people can heap on you and thinking in your mind that you could earn it? Why are you still living like that? Since you died, just as Christ died, to the old life, you need to wake up and come into the life that he has for you. And then Colossians 3.1 takes it to a different, uh, uh, different place. He says, just in Colossians 2.20, if, if with Christ you died, now in Colossians 3.1 he says, if then you have been raised with Christ. And again, the New International and the New Living Translation says, since then, 
since you have been raised. And Paul is not saying if, if it really happened. The if is, are you in Christ? If you're in Christ, it's a sense then. Since you have been raised, we celebrate Christ's death because he allows, he allows our old life to be put to death. Our prison uh, to be opened. And if we are in him, we have been raised to new life. That means our old is gone. That means we get a new story written about us. We get to wake up into the next pages and we don't have to worry about the guilt. When I was in college, uh, I remember very distinctly, like I, I went to a college six hours away. It was a small little Christian college. I didn't know anybody. I had gone to a high school that was about 2,000 people. I went to a little college that was 1,000. So it was a little bit of a culture shift, but I didn't know anybody. In middle school, I was pretty much a loner. In high school, I ran with a few friends, um, but never really clicked. I remember very distinctly walking on campus thinking, I don't, nobody knows my reputation. Nobody knows that I'm that guy. Nobody knows that I'm, I, I don't run in social circles. Nobody knows anything about me. And it was a moment of freedom not to fake it, not to say, I'm going to paint a different person of who I am because nobody knows and they'll just believe whatever I say. It was a moment of freedom to say, I'm not trapped in the baggage of yesterday. I can walk into the chapters of today and what God has for me. And in college, in college, I, f I really found out who I was. And I found a circle of friends, and I ran, and I met Leslie, and we became friends, and like, look where we are today. But I got to wake up. I got to wake up into a new identity and put that on to say, the old is gone. I'm, I'm thankful for the old and the way that it shaped me. But I don't have to live in the past anymore, burdened by that. And Paul says, if you died with Christ, since you died with Christ, why are you lingering in the past? Why are you living there? Jesus died to take your debt. And since you've been raised to new life, he says, if then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Jesus rose from the grave. He came out of the tomb. He met with people. He talked with people. He kind of uh, closed that season. And then he ascended up into the full presence of the Father and sat down on the throne. And he intercedes us even now for us today. He is on the throne. And Paul says, if you've been raised with him, you set your sights there. You set your sights there. Don't live for the past don't be trapped by the past. Don't be burdened in the past. Don't set your sights just horizontally for the status quo to say, I want to look just like the world looks. I want to fit in. I want to meld into this culture and this community. I want to set my sights there. In Christ, my sins are forgiven. In his death, my debt is paid. And in his rising, I get a new identity. You get a new identity. Easter is a celebration of the risen Christ, and it's also a celebration for us, 
for what we receive. And we get to be reminded of it. And once again, we need, we need to enter into it to say, I want to live the life that God bought for me, that God paid for me. I will not take it lightly. I will not take my sin lightly. Jesus paid a high price for it. But I will no longer live in condemnation. I will step out into the freedom that Jesus bought. And as he breathes life into me, I want to live that life. Jesus reigns. Since he reigns, since even death comes under his foot, that means everything about who we are, we should submit to him, right? That's all of our thoughts, all of our dreams, all of our goals, all of our relationships. Everything about who we are should get, get placed in submission to him. Not in a way that makes us smaller, but in a way that makes us come alive under the king. That he breathes into us and he fills us. We can live the rest of our life on empty. Or we can leave filled by the king. Jesus on Easter is both our savior and our Lord, right? That's, that's what we declare. So I love, I love what we get to walk into right now. This is, a, this is a celebration in the life of the church when people recognize, recognize their old life and say, I want nothing to do with that. I want to live in the life that Jesus has for me. Jesus gave us a picture. Jesus gave us uh, a powerful, powerful symbol of what is going on in the life of a person. And so this morning, we get to celebrate baptism. Tyler, could you come up? Guys, I don't know if you know Tyler. Tyler and his dad, Roger, have been coming to DR for a few months now. Can you say hi to him? Hi. <laughs> this is Tyler. Uh, getting up in front of people can be nervy. And so we, we just want to say, like, you're with family. Baptism, baptism is a picture. Baptism is a picture of saying goodbye to an old life and saying hello to a life that Jesus has for us. It's, it's a declaration on Tyler's behalf to say, I'm all in. And it's a promise on our behalf to him. Baptism literally means to dip under, to submerge, right? And part of, part of the... Uh, part of baptism is the physical reality of going under the water. But there is a spiritual, there's a communal aspect to baptism that says, he, Tyler, whether you like it or not, you're about to jump all into this body. We are going to surround you, and you are going to be known in community, and you are in. As I sat down with Tyler a few weeks ago just to talk about uh, what has been stirring in him, Tyler recognizes um, it's, been, it's been years now since Jesus started to grab his interest. Jesus started to grab his interest, and he, he thought about Jesus, and he started to desire Jesus, um, but it wasn't, you know, all fully there. Tyler talks about if you get to know him, if you get to talk to him, um, he might share with you just a season of intense struggle that he walked through and how Jesus became ever more real. To him in that moment that Tyler actually feels like God gave him a physical sign to say this is who I am and I want you I want you in 
And so as Tyler and I, Tyler approached me and said, hey, I'm interested in getting baptized. I want to know what it's about. I, I want to be all in. As we talked about the symbol, as we talked about his declaration to say, I recognize my sin. I recognize that Jesus paid for it. I recognize that he breathes new life into me. I'm in. And I want to tell people I'm done kind of living like I'm interested in Jesus. I want, to be, I want to be all into Jesus. Is that fair? Is that a good summary? All right. So uh, Tyler's going to get in, um, and we're gonna, I'm going to ask him some, a couple different questions about the old life and the new life. And then we get, we get to participate in an incredible picture of what Christ bought for us and what we get to walk in now. As Tyler, as Tyler comes up out of the water... I don't want to just go through the motions. I want him to know that he's surrounded. I want him to know that he's in a family, that we hear his declaration, that we receive it, and that we uh, are responding with promise to him. And we're going to move from that baptism right back into worship. That this all, this all is worship. We're going to move right back into singing praise. And I want you to lift your voices. I want us to finish this time this morning calling out the name of Jesus, raising him high, living in the truth that he paid our debt and he breathes life into us even today. Jesus died and Jesus is risen. You guys ready? A couple questions, okay? As we talked about it, we talked about you recognizing your sin and recognizing Jesus' pain for that. Have you trusted in Christ and Christ alone for the forgiveness of your sin? And is it your intent in front of the church today to say, I want to live every day following my King Jesus? Yes. Yeah. And it's my great joy to be able to baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Let's pray. Father, we love you. We love, we love to celebrate your death and your life, Jesus, that you would take our debt, that you would breathe into us. We thank you for Tyler. We thank you for what you're doing in his life. We thank you that we get to be a part of it, and we want to live in that reality. Would you breathe into us? Even as we worship you now, would you remind us of our identity in you? And for those of us this morning who might... Uh, who might question that or say, I'm not in, would you, would you call us to pay attention? Would you shine light if we are still living the old life? Would you help us identify the obstacles, help us to look at the obstacles? Would you remove the obstacles so that we could find our faith in you, that we could find you? We worship you this morning. We pray that you hear our hearts. We pray that you make them come to life in this space right now. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.